0: You're listening to What The Press, a conversation about business and WordPress, brought to you by WP Maintain. Here's your host, Siraj Soda.
1: Welcome to another episode of What The Press, a podcast about business, entrepreneurship, and obviously WordPress. Today's episode is really close to my heart. For agencies listening in on this episode and, and who found us through through this episode, It's a way for me and my guest today to share, I guess what you can call like an inside secret or a dirty little secret, in how we can build more efficient and more profitable agencies when it comes to WordPress maintenance. My guest for this episode is Phil Story, the founder of Glow, which is a product to help agencies manage multiple WordPress websites from one dashboard. Now, you might be thinking, hang on a minute, isn't that what you guys at WP Maintain do? And yes, you're absolutely right. It's what we do. And having a dashboard has been a game changer for us as an agency. And and this is our way of paying it forward and sharing the ways in which we grew very efficiently and became more profitable because we stopped doing things one site at a time. Uh, We started doing things a lot more efficiently. So we're gonna talk to Phil from Glow. And on that note, Phil, welcome to the episode. Thank you for jumping on. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about what Glow can do for customers. But first and foremost, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about your background. How did you end up in this space?
0: Siraj, thanks so much for the intro. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be here. Keen, keen follower of the podcast and, and li- listened to many of the episodes in the past. So thanks for the intro. That was, uh, that was fantastic. Wow. Uh, where, where do I start? <laughs> probably, probably like you, Siraj, go, go back years really in in, in WordPress and building sites for clients looking after them working with, with with agencies as well is something i've done quite a bit over the years so i guess my journey probably started around about sort of 2010 2011 i was actually a self taught coder in in the first place Sarai. so i you know I taught myself how to write html write css you know those sorts of things and Get you know get pretty basic websites built for clients you know um when when I set up my own little business, and then obviously evolved that like we do in business over the years you know grew grew my company took on staff obviously grew, grew the client base, but one thing that was sort of ever present in my i guess service offering as a as a web developer and and ultimately agency owner was the ongoing support and maintenance side of things because I think really it was it was it was in the really early days of, of running my business. I remember actually having a chat with my pet because i was quite young at the time. I'm going to chat with my parents in the kitchen. And you know you'll know yourself Sarah. So it was that sort of feast and famine uh, situation of of project work, right? One minute you've got loads of projects on, cash is great, you're really busy, you know, everything's amazing. Next minute you haven't and you know, you're in the early days of business, so you're still finding your feet and trying to figure out how to do marketing and sales and all, all sorts of stuff. And yeah, I remember having this conversation with my parents, and 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 sort of saying, I've got to come up with a way to make the business more predictable. You know, you know, rev- revenue on a sort of ongoing, you know, regular, monthly basis. And you know, so I, you know, I obviously created this sort of maintenance service in my business. Of course, many thousands of businesses had already done that around the world, but it was you know it was just me at the time. Set that up, I, you know, and grew that over the years into a you know a very very successful ongoing maintenance business. Ultimately, I ended up exiting a a company about 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 three I don't know if that was the timeline now yeah it was around about sort of april april 2019 and and it was around about that time that I started sort of switching my mindset really in, in business from 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 a service offering to more of a product offering which which as you've brilliantly described in that intro Siraj, is, is what with what glow now is it's a It's a saAS product and it helps. Digital agencies around the world who are who are offering that ongoing maintenance service, um, a way to manage all of their clients' WordPress websites in in one dashboard. And you know, as as you've said, with you know, with with bringing a dashboard, into your business. It's really helped you and your team from an efficiency standpoint. You sort of wow your clients more with the, with the service that you're able to offer as well. So yeah, I think I think that probably sums up my background. Really,
1: you're absolutely right, Phil. I, I can relate to that 100. percent it's not a dissimilar journey that I took. Also, you know, when I was at home and in the loft, which was a, we had a converted loft, and that was my, my office, if you want to call it an office, and with me and a laptop, basically building a, a small WordPress design agency, if you yeah. want to even call it that. <laughs> I say agency, it was just me. <laughs> um, and, you know, working with, with, with customers and, and businesses around the UK one at a time. And that feast and famine journey at the time, you know, you, you kind of put it down to, oh, it's so flexible, I can do what I want, I can work when I want, I can choose my own hours. But actually, you you do miss that consistency. And I had come from the corporate world. So I really missed that consistency of an income, uh, which, you know, is pretty important these days to, to, to have a regular income. And that that's how I got into ma- the maintenance side of, of the business and involved that project-based business into a a, a retainer business because I just couldn't do the feast and famine thing anymore. And I and I, I remember at one point it, it, this it sounds really childish, but I couldn't afford to go on holiday with with the, my friends with the boys one year. Yeah. And they were going to this, this big you know Vegas trip, and and you know when you're in your twenties, it's kind of the pinnacle of your of your twenties, a big Vegas trip with with your mates. <laughs> and I couldn't afford it, Phil. And the reason was, yeah, you know, I just hadn't done enough websites for a few months, and. I had enough to get by and I knew it would be an expensive trip. And I remember missing out on that trip. And it's been about 15 years since that trip, mate, but they still talk about it. And yeah. I still feel FOMO <laughs> because I like, oh, remember Not- nothing's been the same as, as that trip. And I-, I remember thinking at the time, something has to change. And the- my motivations were, in hindsight, pretty childish. It's so that I could go on holiday with my mates and I could afford, afford that. And I thought, how do I change this? And and very quickly, I realized, well, these Customers that I'd built websites for were coming back to me six months later, eight months later, a year later saying, hey, I hope you remember me, but you did my website a while ago. Can you help me change something? Because I've forgotten how to do it or I don't have time or I need to add a blog post. And I was doing these things for free because I didn't know how to charge for it until I learned this model of, you know, retainer or a monthly recurring revenue model, and that's how I got into to maintenance. And and you've kind of taken it one step further, and you've productized that for agencies. You really you lived and walked the path of an an a maintenance agency doing that whole thing, and went the next step in that evolution and turned it into a product to help businesses like that so my my first real sort of question is what are the biggest problems or pain points that agencies are facing that who have multiple websites to manage who are like us or like you were what was the pain that you're trying to solve with glow
0: it's a great question and um the answer is is it's multiple, really, sir. So I think the, the one thing that I've noticed, having obviously talked to lots and lots of agencies around the world now, and, and as you said, kind of lived the challenges or, or problems myself in my own agency over the years, I think they they always all come back into sort of three buckets, really. Whatever whatever those challenges are, they all they all sit into three fairly distinct buckets, which will be easiest for me to kind of explain to you now, so that you know, so anybody listening, kind of kind of them. Um, I guess finds it easier to understand these sorts of problems, I guess. And really, the, the thing with website maintenance to clients, the, the biggest sort of overarching thing to remember, I always think, is that our clients or your clients, clients of agencies, they aren't web developers. They're not techie people. They own florists or accountancy practices or branding agencies or whatever, whatever they might be. They're not, generally speaking, techie people. and. You know, when when you think about that sales process, you just usually you've just built them a website, right, and then you sell them an ongoing maintenance package. That's usually the case. I know there's specialist maintenance agencies, of course, like you guys, Suraj, where you know they just come to you for the maintenance side of things. But if you take that typical example where the agency just built the client a fantastic new website and they've invested, I don't know, five thousand dollars, whatever, ten thousand dollars into the site, and now the agency is saying. Oh, and and it's going to be another fifty or hundred dollars a month for us to maintain that for you and look after it for you. Now, sometimes that can be you know something that clients don't receive very well because they kind of think, well, what am what am I why am I why I going to now pay you this ongoing fee when I've already paid you this to build the site? Shouldn't it just work all the time? So, of course, you know there's that obviously education process that agencies have got to do with clients during the sales process when they. Uh, you know, in the proposal stage or in the meeting stage before building the site, reminding them of it during the project build, the importance of maintenance, particularly with WordPress, of course. I guess anybody listening to this podcast, of course, is going to be interested in WordPress and will have a fairly good understanding of the nature of it and, and the needs to keep it up to date all the time. So, so the, re- the reason I'm sort of explaining that side of it really on this sort of looking at it from the client perspective is they're initially a little skeptical. They're not really sure why they have got to pay for it. So a huge job, of the agency and we'll come back to those three buckets is proving the value of the service to the clients consistently enough to keep the client coming back and investing in the service on a regular basis. So that's that's really one one of the buckets is proving the value of the service. Because if you don't do that very well, and I remember that you know times where I I did not do that very well in my agency. And and it ultimately Saraj so it just leaves to the client leaving eventually because they, they, they see that money going out of their account every month. And they're thinking, what? So, what am I actually paying for in the moment? What am I paying that hundred dollars a month for, fifty dollars a month for? And like I said, if you're not doing that, you know that you know consistent job of of, of proving the value of the service, then ultimately it's not it's not going to end well. So that's a big problem. You know, you think about when you're proving value of the service, instantly your mind probably goes to, well, how can I how can I prove the value of the service? Well, obviously, creating great reports is is one way to do that. Keeping in touch with the clients regularly, making it easy for them to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it with their website so that so that it's very sort of contextual and meaningful so that they so that they truly understand the value of that work that you're doing and they never get to that stage where they're thinking i wonder if this fifty dollars a month is worth it anymore that's a key challenge another one really is in the sort of the efficiency of of how agencies actually carry out this work now if you think of a you know a digital agency, you know city center maybe 10 to 20 30 members of staff you're a decent sized company website maintenance will not be the number one service that they offer it'll be project work consultancy you know big scale marketing seo social media campaigns paid advertising that's the stuff where they get you know the most revenue but of course if they're building wordpress sites for agencies they will typically offer a maintenance service okay it might be only be 50 or 100 dollars a client but that adds up and it's also quite a time consuming process if you're not efficient with the way that you're delivering it, you know, among, amongst your team. So that, so that efficiency problem is one that I hear a lot talking to agencies as well, that, you know, they they, they don't want, they don't want their, you know, their developers to spend too much time on this work, but they recognize how important it is for the client. And, you know, they've got spreadsheets here and spreadsheets there and logins and passwords all over the place. And, you know, and that ultimately, so, impact on on profitability. If, if, if you're not being efficient, you're going to be less profitable, generally speaking. So, so that's sort of that sort of second bucket, really, is, is around efficiency. And then the third one is the one that you know, at Glow at least we consider to be the, the, the most important. And this stems from obviously research, research, talking to agencies, talking to clients, and of course through my business, you know, in in the past in the agency life, and that's communication. Really, every single client in the world understands the difference between. Good and bad communication from their supplier, and obviously in this case, case the supplier is their web developer or, or their web agency. And when you think about it a bit more in relation to website maintenance, as I said a few minutes ago, they're, they're t- generally speaking, they're not technical people. That they, they, they don't understand the in the inner workings of, of their website. They just want it to work, and crucially, they want you to respond quickly and empathetically, you know, in, in an understanding manner whenever they reach out to you. For some help with their website you know, it's an extremely important asset for their business is their website is probably delivering the vast majority of the leads and, and new business that they get on a, on a on a weekly or monthly basis so if something goes wrong with it or they need something adding to it or changing to it they need to have our ultimate faith in their web, web developer or agency supplier that they're going to get really high level of communication and, and fast and, and diligent responses to it uh, and, and ultimately that, that communication bucket if you will on, on the problem side of things is so important. We think that if, if if you're not hitting the nail on the head with that as an agency, you know that alone is is cause enough for your client to leave. You know whether whether you're proving the value of service and being efficient in the delivery of it or not. If you're you know if you're taking a week to reply to them, or you're telling your client something's going to get done by Thursday close of play, but it doesn't get done for another two weeks. You know that it only takes that to happen a few times, and you can sort of wave goodbye to your client really. So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. There's a few points that, that you, you talked about, Phil, which are really interesting. You know, the first and foremost one was proving your worth and proving your value to to, to your clients. We know that there are so many services that are productized, you know, sort of small, small monthly payments to get a much bigger service. And so there's so much more access these days in the marketplace for these sorts of things, and I almost call it like the Netflix effect. It's really easy to sign up to things, pay a monthly subscription, and kind of forget about it. Yeah, it is. And it's easier in, I guess, the consumer space, like a Netflix, for example, or Disney Plus, or whatever you know you, you're on, to kind of set it and forget it, and say, well, it's only a, I don't know, or a month, eleven pounds a month, or something. And if you don't watch. 50 movies this month, you kind of think, well, I'll make up for it next weekend or I'll binge watch a series next week or whatever. And you kind of make your money's worth it over time. We found that with with a business, that conversation starts happening much sooner. It's never a case of, well, 50, 60, 70, even 100 pounds, $100 a month. We didn't really use it this month. So let's just keep it going regardless that happens like i do that with my netflix account if i have not watched something for a few weeks i don't instantly think let me cancel it i almost convince myself to keep it because i'll make up for it eventually with business i'm myself as as an agency owner so much more critical of subscriptions that i'm signed up to and every month i'm almost auditing and checking to say, well, am I using this? Am I getting the most value out of it? Are they proving that this is worth the $50 a month subscription? And if it's not, if I can't convince myself quickly enough, I- I'll cancel it. So I think we're so much more sensitive in business because we want to save money and we've got other things going on. But I-, I guess I speak for myself, I guess, but I've seen this with our clients. And I really like that, that one of the, the challenges agencies face is proving their value on a regular ongoing basis. And that you know lends itself really well to building those long-term relationships and being that, that go-to provider of, of, of support and help to make things right and, and to, to, to take that burden away from, uh, like you said, businesses who are largely not technical. And, and one of the patterns we've also seen really, really aligns with that because almost all of the, the customers that we have, close to 300 or so, the person that we deal with at these businesses... Is someone in either the marketing team or uh, someone who's working in the business who's kind of been lumped with the website task because yeah. they've got no one else there to do it, right? Yeah. And, and I, I really empathize with, with that. The, the, the other point that you made, which really speaks to me because it, it matches one of our, our core values, our documented core values, which is efficiency. It's something that we try and communicate with our, our clients to help them be more efficient. Uh, But we we, we try and live and breathe it ourselves as well. I want to talk to you a bit more about that, just because it speaks to me really closely. It's close to my heart as a core value of WP Maintain. How does, um, you know, imagine you're talking to an agency owner and and how how does Glow or how does a dashboard where, you know, we've got lots of websites, we've proven the value, customers are signing up, but now we're being really inefficient because we're not keeping on top of things. Tell me a bit about how Glow solves that problem of of efficiency. Whether you know you have fifty websites or twenty websites or five hundred websites, what, what is the what is the the solution that you're offering to, to that inefficiency?
0: I think an, an, again a num, a, num, a number of ways really, Suraj, and it's and it's um, obviously it was great great to hear that you're obviously resonating with with uh, with what I'm saying as well. You know, I think it's um, and I think that that's why I made that point about those three buckets really because. There are multiple challenges that that agencies face, and and specialist maintenance agencies like you guys, but but they do always fit into those three <laughs> somewhere along the line, and and the efficiency one is a mass, it's a massive one, right? Because you know you've mentioned those some somewhere around three three hundred sites that you guys are looking after. You know, on the face of it, that sounds fantastic. You know, great on current, uh, recurring revenue all the time, and predictable business, and that sort of stuff. But if you were not efficient, I know you guys are, are absolutely smashing it. If you were inefficient then you wouldn't be very profitable. And you know, all that work that goes into maintaining 300 sites, you'd be sort of sat there like, man, is this really worth it as a business, really, because of the time that this is taking? So I think Glow or, 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 you know, or, or any software where you're, you're able to sort of manage everything in one dashboard in and it of itself is, a, is just a great start, right, to have... I remember being on a call with an agency in, in Manchester in the UK, and this is going back, I don't know, six to eight months probably, and i was talking to him about glow obviously we were sort of trying to get them booked onto a demo and which they did and ultimately signed up and all he said to me initially was to be honest with you just just one screen where i could see a list of all of our clients in one place would be a good start <laughs> because he didn't they didn't have anything at that point right they obviously they had clients and they had business and revenue and they were doing the work but there was nowhere they could log in and see a list of all of the sites that they were looking after in one place so you know and that is the absolute basics of, of a product <laughs> like Glow, right? Just You can just log in and see all the clients in one screen. Like, and, you know, And, and it was, just, it was, that was enough to start with. But really, from an efficiency uh, standpoint, you're looking at, obviously, yeah, all your clients in one place. I think with 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 the nature of, of WordPress, right, we're, we're aware that there's always something to do if you're managing, you know, anywhere over sort of, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 sites, anything above that, there's always going to be something to do on at least one of those sites. And obviously that's because there's there's multiple plugins across all of those sites. WordPress releases new versions, there's themes that are on those sites, you know, that regularly release updates and obviously from a security perspective, it's important to keep those things up to date as as, as often as possible for for your clients to make sure that their sites are are running well. So, you know, a product like Glow will, will help an agency to be able to perform updates like that essentially in one click, you know, across all of your clients' websites. You know, that is like an enormous, enormous time saver. So let's say you were managing 50 sites. Suddenly you're going from logging in and out of each one of those websites, checking if any updates are required, performing the updates, and then checking the sites afterwards, to having them all in one dashboard, knowing how many updates are required across all of them in one screen. It tells you how many are required. And then clicking one button and it performing the update across all of the sites in one go. Done. Obviously, you still got to get your manual process of checking that the sites are okay. But at the end of the day, you know, in a product like Glow, we're welcoming businesses who are good quality agencies, maintaining sites well, using reputable plugins on their client sites. at the end of the day, it's it's fairly rare. I think you would probably admit as well. So it's fairly rare if you've done a good job of building a site and using reputable plugins. It's fairly rare that they take a site down, for example, when when you perform the update. Right? It's only really if you're using uh, poor quality plugins with low reviews. They've got a reputation for, you know, poor security and and hacking and that sort of stuff. Where you, where you you're going to run into problems quite regularly. But you know that's a, that's a huge time saver on the, on the efficiency side of things. And then if you think about other things like one click access into your client's site, so you, you don't need a password manager. You don't need spreadsheets full of passwords. I was talking to an agency in the US in uh, Louisiana last week. And they were like, Oh my God, we can do away with our spreadsheets, you know. They're looking after all these sites and they've got usernames which is horrifically insecure, by the way. But you know, uh, usernames and passwords for all the clients' websites on the Google Sheet. You know, so they can move away from all that in a piece of software like Glow, they've got just a, a login link for each client click the login straight into the wordpress dashboard no no passwords needed and so that's a nice little time saver on on the efficiency side of things as well and, and then i mean you can keep going but you know, there's, there's there's ways that you, you can bring your team into into it you know if, if it's a piece of software you can add your teammates you can collaborate with them more easily on client issues you can you might have different developers that are assigned to different client accounts you know so you can make sure the right people are looking after the right clients and and that your team only see the clients that they're looking after in their account. And so, you know, so that also just helps from an efficiency standpoint so that, you know, your team aren't getting confused in, in, in carrying out the work as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and I, th- I think together with the efficiency piece, as well as the the communication piece that you talked about earlier, having like a support ticket system built in, cause I know a support ticket system is built into Glow as well. So you, you, you kind of, you're kind of covering and you're, you're solving you know, all those problems there about the efficiency, the communication, and of course, reports that you mentioned reports as well. So you're proving the value as well. You're kind of bundling all of that into one product so that for an agency, whether you've got one site or actually you know, we keep talking about agencies, but agencies are not only the the type of business that can use it. Even if you're a developer or, or a freelancer and you, you talk about freelancer use cases where there's a ton of WordPress freelance Designers or developers who look after a small number number of websites who can still benefit from the time saving and the efficiencies, whether or not they want to scale up. I, I I know I've spoken to a lot of freelancers who said, well, look, this is purely a lifestyle business for me. I don't want more than 10 sites or 20 sites under my management because that's all I can handle, and I like to travel and, and work wh- whenever I want and and all that. So even if you don't want to scale, you can actually use this to deliver that. More efficient lifestyle business, rather than and, and and I totally agree with what you were saying about security and data protection on spreadsheets, but more from a from a time perspective as well. Like having to update spreadsheets all the time, and I can't think of anything anything worse. Um, so, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a really good good way of either scaling a business up and knowing you can you can use use a platform like this, or if you're just happy where you are, but you just want to be more efficient and 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 Get some time back from doing some of the menial tasks that you know you have to do, but you don't have to do them in in in, in an inefficient way.
0: I think the time. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I think I think the time point you, you, you raise is um is a really good one and 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 very relevant for um you know medium and larger size agencies as well, right? That they've got they've got bigger teams because you know that the, the senior people in those businesses will want to make sure that you know the junior people that are largely most likely to be carrying out the maintenance work. Are doing it as quickly and efficiently as possible because they need them on the higher fee-paying work, right? Where they're charging, I don't know, much more for, 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 pro, for project work or, or or marketing-related stuff where the, the, the ongoing campaigns and retainers are much, much higher. So if, if they've got a solution where they can just, they know the importance of the ongoing website maintenance and stuff, they, they can nip in, get the work done, get out again, get back onto the high fee-paying work. Clients are looked after, you know, happy days kind of thing. And then obviously with, with something like Glow, there's, there's there's automation on, on your side as well, where where tasks can, can be completed without you even having to log in at all, which I did mention before on the efficiency side of things, but it comes back to your point about time, doesn't it, where there's so much you can save if you're using the right if you're using the right software.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I love it Phil. I, I love all of the, the problems that you're solving with this platform. Can you share some common mistakes that businesses and agencies who who have multiple websites, you know, some of the mistakes that you see people
0: still making? Oh, common mistakes. That's a good one. I think the use of email would be top of the list. I think use of email yeah. for, for handling um, for handling support requests. It's very obvious to, to, to lots of people now that the, 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 the sort of the pitfalls of email, I guess. And particularly if you've got an inbox and, and you're also trying to manage support requests from clients, I think it's an extremely inefficient way, actually, of, of, of handling any type of support business. By the way, not necessarily yeah, website maintenance. Yeah, it could be any kind of customer support, customer service. Email is not the way. You know, there's a reason that you know some um, you know there's multi-million, multi-billion dollar SaaS products that are, all they do is support ticket system, right? So, you know, the reason those guys exist. So, I think I think top of the list would be would be use of email for handling your client's website support requests because. You know, it's so easy to kind of lose track of a thread. You know, emails are emails are left unread when actually they've been read and dealt with by a colleague. And you know, there's 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 so many different pitfalls. I wrote I've written a couple of blogs on about it on the on the Glow website actually for anybody that's interested. That's dead easy to find on there. But yeah, I think in terms of mistakes, that would be up there. I think if you go back to sort of the sales process for website maintenance, another one that we see quite a bit because I, t- I talked to quite a few smaller companies. You were talking about the freelance freelancers then. In the sort of the selling of website maintenance as a service to clients, the mistake I often see is that they they leave it a little bit too late in the conversation. Right, they're they're building a site for a client, but they sort of built the site and done it and launched it before they then talk about maintenance. And really, it's a conversation that you want to have right at the beginning, at the proposal stage, where you're delivering the proposal presentation to the client, and in that presentation, you talk about. The importance of the ongoing maintenance and support, the quality of your support, case studies and, and reviews from people that have used it previously, and, and have the conversation about the different price plans that you offer for, for that support and, and get the client locked in at that stage, rather than kind of, I don't know, springing or surprising it upon them after you've launched the site. So I think that sort of delay in the conversation would be, a, would be another mistake. And then I think another big one, really, I'll try and keep it to three, there's plenty. <laughs> I think the yeah. big one would be in the way that reports are delivered to clients as well, right? It comes back to the fact that you know clients, largely speaking, aren't, aren't tech, aren't usually tech savvy in the sense that they understand the ins and outs of, of, of WordPress and websites. You know, they might be tech savvy, and obviously, everybody uses tech now, don't they? And they use different pieces of software. Fine, I'm obviously trying to belittle them in in any way, but generally speaking, they probably don't have. As good an understanding as you do about the inner workings of WordPress and, and, and the importance of maintenance, so in your reports, I mean, the amount of reports I've seen where it's just a list of plugin updates, for example, or or, or it's full of technical information that you know, if you were reading that in the client's shoes, you'd be you just you just you just, just wouldn't read it. You'd hit you'd, you'd do two pages and you'd be like, I don't actually know what any of this means. So I think really thinking about if you're producing reports, which is a question in itself, you know it, it, there are other ways to prove the value of the service. You don't have to send your client a report. But if you're doing that, make sure that it's really, really easy to understand. And if you're putting anything in about plugin updates or, or anything else that's technical, explain why. Why are you doing that work? What is the benefit for the client of you updating 10 plugins on the site this month? And if you're being really clear about that and you're doing it consistently, because that's the crucial part of proving value, you're not doing it every six months, you're doing it every week or every two weeks or every month or whatever, regularly, then they will continue to invest in your service because, because they can clearly regularly, clearly understand why you're doing the work that you're doing. So I think, I think they would be the three biggest mistakes that, I've probably
1: come across most, Suraj, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, you know, I, I can relate naturally to, to, especially the email one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was, was uh, I hold my hands up as well, it's a, a mistake. <laughs> we learned the hard way. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, in, me too. In the early days, you know, saying, yeah, just, just email us, it's fine. Yeah. Now, we still use email, uh, but not in, not your traditional inbox. We use a, a support desk email system. So, it's at least it's managed. It's, you know, uh, you can assign tickets to, to specific people and, and all, all, all of that. That sort of stuff. But I remember back in the day, it was just email me personally, and then obviously that you know over time my email I wake up every day to hundreds of emails and it just kind of was a a day's job just to sift through and read read emails and wasn't actually doing any actual work. And then the next mistake we made with emails was okay, let's have a shared you know, gmail inbox that we use for that yeah. similar sorts of thing ended up happening it wasn't until then the third time lucky we we, we thought oh we, we need a support desk now and i think some some agencies think that dehumanizes the service a little bit or takes away some of that personalized element to the service but you know i assure you it, it doesn't and and the benefits of the efficiency and the time saving it gives you it it doesn't take away that personalized feel from a customer perspective because they're still getting it in their inbox and how they like to receive it but of course you know and, and i know i know glow integrates with things like slack as well and, and your crm there's so many options out there you know through zapier and all these other tools that you can integrate these things in i know you you integrate even with with payment gateways and, and all, all of these sorts of things are really important for time saving and efficiency but they they don't cost the personalized service which we know is also important in in this world so really really good summary of, of the common mistakes and and again no shame in admitting we've made pretty yeah, much all know, of those yeah. mistakes ourselves yeah, same um, here, which is
0: which is why obviously the big reason for creating glow yeah, course, right? you know,
1: yeah exactly exactly well phil look, it's been it's been so refreshing speaking to you someone who has has walked the path of 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 our business here and has you know, found solutions to, to very, very common problems that agencies and freelancers and developers have. Um, as we sort of wrap up the, the episode here, tell the listeners where they can find out more about Glow. Um, I know you do webinars, you've got a ton of resources on the website to help agencies to improve ultimately the, the lifetime value of, of their WordPress maintenance clients. And that's really your your thing. So, you know, w- where can people find out more?
0: So the best best place, as you might expect, is our, is our website, which is uh, getglow.io, so G-E-T-G-L-O-W, getglow.io. And as you said, Siraj, yeah, there's loads of stuff on there, uh, also our blog, the templates that get downloaded very regularly for agencies as well. Um, we run a, a webinar on a, on, a, on a weekly basis where we go into a bit more detail on the stuff that we've been discussing today, actually, Siraj, fully enough, you know, so around the the sort of those three buckets, if you will, those challenges that agencies often face when they're managing uh, multiple WordPress sites. And yeah, there's, there's tons of stuff you can do on the site. You, know, you can obviously arrange a demo with one of our, uh, our sales team, you know, if you're interested in learning a little more about how about how our app can, can do exactly that, which is, yeah, in- increase, the, increase the lifetime value of your, of your maintenance clients. Because at the end of the day, what you do with Glow is manage multiple WordPress sites. But what, what we want the outcome for your business to be is that you have a higher lifetime value of, of, of your clients. Because at the end of the day, that is what is going to continue to push your, your business forward. You're going you're to increase your cash flow to invest in other areas of business as well. So yeah, that's that's really what, I would love people to be able to do off the off the back of of uh, of having a glow account get get that lifetime value up and um, yeah maybe afford a uh, Vegas holidays as as much as people poss- possibly can <laughs> absolutely
1: absolutely <laughs> amazing amazing well Phil it's been it's been a pleasure speaking with you thank you for reaching out and, and connecting as well. It's, it's been so good to, to get to know you and, and the business a bit more as well. Uh, I encourage anyone listening to this, any agencies or, you know, no matter what size you are, check out Glow. It, it, it will make your life easier. And, you know, Phil's a great guy. Reach out, do a demo. Um, you'll, you're in good hands there. And yeah, let's all grow together and help the rest of the WordPress community and agencies in this space to do things better. Because ultimately the beneficiaries of that are, the businesses that we we work with and work for and serve whether in here in the uk like like we do or globally if if you work with clients all over the world as well so phil all that's left for me to say is thank you for your time i appreciate it and i look forward to seeing how glow evolves and, and grows going, going forward as well
0: thanks so much Saraj, for, for having me on it's been uh, it's been great chatting to you and uh, i hope it's been helpful for people and um keep in touch and um speak to you soon Saraj. thanks man You're listening to What The Press, a conversation about business and WordPress brought to you by WP
1: Maintain.